0: Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better. Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips.
1: Life, life, life,
0: life. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts.
1: Welcome back to Life of Show. I'm here with Laura Berger and Glenn Tibaldio. Laura, Glenn, welcome.
2: Hey, how are you? Thank
1: you
0: for having us.
1: Right on. Pleasure to have you here. You're the author, uh, co-authors actually, of the book Radical Sabbatical, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. So let's dive in. Digital T
2: detox how bad are we (laughs) well they have gotten it to the point where they can tell when you get a text message or you see your email coming in there actually is a dopamine effect there so they've gotten to the point where uh, there are like drug related reactions to it it definitely creates an addiction Wow
1: <clears throat> is it is, is it are we beyond recovery? That's my first question for you. I mean, are we just going to remain addicted for the for the rest of our lives and 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 see our lives be affected accordingly, or are we going to try to work our way out of this
2: mess that we're in? Um,
0: I, 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 think, see, I think that
2: go ahead, Laura.
0: I see uh, a lot of uh, people beginning to recognize uh, that this is truly an impediment in their life. And uh, you're starting to see more and more waves of, uh, you know, there's the annual unplug day or, you know, digital detox for the day type of event. There's retreats that are now being put on by companies. uh, Google being one of them, they have a seven-week mindfulness program uh, which really centers around this idea of we need to unravel ourselves from this attachment that we have to the digital world. Hmm.
2: Glenn,
1: what do you think we're missing in life as as we continue our our addiction to gadgets?
2: Well, I I mean I can actually speak from experience because before the the book, um, even before the, the digital revolution came, I was buried in work so. Um, I think we lose our – we can gain it back quickly as long as we leave things behind, but we're losing our ability to relate to one another. And I know that's not a novel answer, but, I mean, that really is – that's a basic fabric of things. Um, and also, we're, we're losing our, our perspective on how we spend our lives. I mean, if we think that um, time flies – it used to fly before, um, and that we were unaware of what we were doing and how we were – so you know, that, that, to me, those are my greatest concerns with where things are going.
1: Laura, do you have any take on that yourself?
0: I, I feel that what gets lost most is those uh, precious moments in time. So it, it reminds me of, of a Facebook uh, photo that was just being—it went viral—and it was uh, of a parent taking. Like videoing with their phone, their child on stage, and so they watch the entire thing through this camera, and saw just like this little screenshot of it, and and missed all the interaction around it. And it's just kind of funny how you're you're not taking everything in anymore. You're looking through this very narrow lens when you're when you're participating in in um, activities such as that. Mm-hmm. And I think that translates to how we are walking around our lives, in our lives with, you know, texting. I mean, there are people walking into uh, traffic, like, like meters, and things like that, parking meters, because they're on their phone, and all these texting injuries, right? Because you're looking through this little lens, and you're not noticing everything around you.
2: I was thinking about a product idea, a um, fictitious product idea of a texting helmet. because so I've seen so many people running the series, <laughs> parking <laughs> meters and whatnot on their phones, yeah.
1: Um, There's good potential viral activity there. I wasn't well think about it. You know, helmets are required to ride ride a bike. Before you know it, helmets may be required to to text when you're walking. There you go. There you go. I could just see California implementing that law and handing out tickets for people <laughs> texting.
2: I can see yeah. it now. And <laughs> I don't. I mean, I we are here to talk about how it is affecting our lives in adverse ways. And the, as far as demonizing digital, there's a, there's a way you can go too far. There's a reason why all this stuff came about. And we are, we are in many ways the better for having it. So it's, it's a situation where we really need to just employ certain techniques to, to manage it in our lives so we don't go overboard and lose ourselves.
1: Tell us a little bit about some baby steps that one can take and, and, uh, with, with regards to a, detox pro, a digital detox program. What's it look like and feel like?
2: Sure. Well, I just got done with one. And I guess Laura and I can trade off a few tips. But, um, so I meditate every day for a half hour. Um, and that's, not, that's something that people have been doing for ages. And I think it's probably one of the most beneficial things we could have done regardless of digital. But what that does when, when I'm doing it, and, and now I'm, I'm far enough along where it's less of a factor, but when you don't have your phone next to you and you leave it in the other room and you're paying attention to your thoughts, it creates an awareness around how often you think about that phone That the fact that you don't have it. Um, and just knowing that will prompt you to take steps in your life to lessen its influence on you. Mm-hmm. That's what I found.
0: Mm-hmm. And to add to that, uh, you know, meditation can be such a simple technique. And uh, we, we spend so many hours of the day running around like I remember seeing somebody running through the airport to get to our, a charger for their iPad because there's only so many plugs that you can plug into. So we run around recharging our phones, our cells, our pads, and we're not doing a lot to recharge our soul. Mm-hmm. And and so meditation is a form of recharging our soul and kind of l- looking inward and just just understanding, you know, who we are outside of all of these gadgets.
1: Example of that, I'm headed to Europe in a few hours for a vacation in southern France.
0: Nice. I have
1: three chargers in front of me, my iPad, my phone, and my
0: laptop.
1: <laughs> I'm just pumping it up. I'm pumping it up, and I'm just going to be on the plane, not relaxing. I'm going to be working and pounding away. It's, it's, it's insane. I I saw Ariana Huffington speak um, last about, about a year ago uh, at a conference, and she was wonderful. She talked about her bedroom being the sanctuary where there is no repeat no cell phone activity in her bedroom at all uh, what's your take on that is that example of of, of a confined space <laughs> where it's it's a, a no a no digital zone what's your take on that
2: well it's been uh, documented there was a there was a study done I read about a couple months ago that showed they took they took people who uh, did not have their phones next to them as they slept and people who did. And we're so who, um, had the phones next to them woke up on average about a half hour earlier than people who did not have the phone next to them. So they has that kind of power over you. So I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And, and to actually quote Ariana, one of the things that, uh, that she uh, wrote in her book Thrive, she she says, if our intuitive voice had the same strength of signal bars our phone does, we'd often see that we are out of range of our wisdom. And so, going back to you know getting rid of um, all of the gadgets in your room and creating a space for meditation allows you to tap into that intuitive voice. And, you know, for Glenn and I, our radical sabbatical was an extreme where we literally put ourselves in the middle of a gorgeous jungle environment where gadgets wouldn't work. Like, they just didn't. And so, you know, it was a almost a year of... Um, attempted meditation because you also, you do go through that detox. Like we're seeing digital detox. Like it it is that addiction and, you know, people, you know, uh, shake and have all these like feelings. Oh my God, where's my phone? Where's my, you know, um, my iPad. And so it's not like this happens overnight. This is something that you have to commit to, uh, doing over time. So, you know, take, Take your your cell phone out. Then maybe take your iPad out. Then, like do it gradually if you're if you're removing all of these uh, digital uh, components from your bedroom, and and see how you feel as you're going through it.
1: Is isn't there a feeling of missing something by not being in touch with the digital world? And if so, is missing something the driver for this insanity? <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about this element of missing something? Is that the attraction we have to this to this digital world we're in? And, and is there a feeling of missing something as the driver?
2: I think there are really two drivers. Um, getting on your phone is really a game of chance, and we know how people can get addicted to a game of chance. What's coming next? People like the lottery. People like potluck. People anything. Uh, people get addicted to all types of stock trading and things that have uncertain outcomes. Um, gambling obviously um, and then you've, you've also got this fear of missing something um, everybody likes to have to be the smartest person in the room um, people for whatever reason love to be the first one to barge into a room and, and give a news flash to their friends or coworkers. and, and you've nailed it uh, there is definitely a fear of missing something that you will not be the first one to know
1: news and information came at us in the form of a newspaper years ago um, you know Did that just kind of go
2: away? Things do have. Um, But the ironic thing about that, though, is that we spend so much time now gathering everything real time that you would think you could use it as a tool to skip a half hour of nightly news every night or to skip reading the traditional long form news because you know everything. You know everything when you get home. You, You may not know it in depth, but you know it in bits and bytes and you can talk about it. But I, the, the fear is that people have just gone overboard to consume the real-time stuff and then go and start to try and get every little detail through online videos and through articles about it. And there's it, just really no need to that. Again, I mean, I think this is all about an awareness of how we're conducting our lives because obviously we could spend 24 hours on this if we wanted to. And some people wake up in the middle of the night just because they want to be informed. It literally stirs them out of a sleep. So... That's about
1: men. Is there any kind of uh, uh, analysis of the comparison of what television did to our to our minds and our even our bodies for that matter versus what the mobile phone is doing? Is, is there any level of comparison there?
0: I can't speak of a study of a comparison. Uh, what I personally feel is is different is um, the amount of information that uh, comes across on a television versus on your mobile device is it's just massive. I mean, what you can access on your mobile phone versus your television these days um, can be overwhelming. And so we consume ourselves with the different apps, you know, how many, I have no idea how many thousands and millions of apps are out there, but, you know, there's an app for digital detox, right? So, I mean, that's kind of funny, right? Like, I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute, so you're going to use your phone, which has an app for digital detox, but the purpose of that app is to uh, have your phone turn off automatically and, you know, you won't have access to it until it gets turned back on by this app. So I just think there's so much more bombarding us through through our our phone than through television.
1: We talked about meditation as as one form of detox. Are there any other forms of detox that you can put to work fast and, and help yourself get better with your own life?
2: Well, if you want to spend some some money, there's financial ways to do it. There's a San Francisco couple that has digital detox retreats and um, adult summer camps. They do, I mean, it really is like a kid summer camp—yoga, archery, meditation, arts and crafts, things like that—and and they really just take you out of that that element that you're in, where you where you have that that device next to you all the time. So there's there's something like that that you can do, and something that's forced between. Friends, which is is something that we've tried and is is a great um, accountability exercise. Is You you establish a pact at dinner. The first person who checks their phone pays the bill. And nobody's going to touch it. Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. Love it. Yep. There you go. So uh, yeah there, there are definitely are things that can be done for sure, plus that uh, detox app that Laura was talking about. there are apps that can um, focus on just Facebook to turn that off if you're a Facebook addict. There are apps like digital detox that can you can set it to, to unequivocally shut your phone off and make it inaccessible to you for certain periods of the day or the entire week. so uh, you can use it on your vacation by the way.: Bye.
0: Well, I was going to suggest that Byron while you're on vacation to a day without all of your devices and just enjoy the, the natural beauty surrounding you in the south of France um, and just kind of be one with nature and, and that that goes for, for anyone like you, you don't have to if you live in the city if you can find a park and you can go to a park and you can lie on the grass like I mean just lie on the grass and and be one with the beauty that surrounds you and just take it all in and that in itself is a digital detox
1: Terrific, let's take a break everybody just back in a few minutes
0: Life Tips will be right back after this short break
2: at BruceClay.com.
1: Let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. As a business owner, you labor for the love of it, and you don't always have time to worry about your website. With GoDaddy Managed WordPress, you don't have to. Simply create your WordPress site or migrate an existing site. GoDaddy will handle the hosting, setup, backups, and security and keep your site running at blazing speed so you can share your passion with your customers online. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code MANAGED to get managed WordPress for $1 a month, plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Where our hosts, Jamie Smith and Brian Lewis, discuss state of the art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs. Best search strategies. On demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And
0: now back to life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser.
1: Here are your hosts. I, w- I wanted to ask you about the, the chemicals going on in your brain and, and why that is uh, really the, 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 the true element of the addiction here. Are there actual any uh, natural uh, and or <laughs> drugs you could take that would help to resolve that mental addiction problem you have?
2: There certainly are. Uh, There would have to be, however, we're not doctors, so it would be difficult for us to recommend something like that, probably. Do you
1: think people actually get to that extreme state?
2: Well, if you think about uh, a lot of the recommendations around addiction apply to digital detox, too. So when you make resolutions around addiction, whatever it is, uh, from tobacco to gambling to harder drugs, uh, what's often recommended and the reason why people go on retreats and, and end up in uh, outward bound type programs and whatnot is the, the addiction becomes a functional part of your day. So it is a, your brain is calculating, it, it, your brain is programmed to function and have to streamline your day and do things as efficiently as possible. So it incorporates this in your day. You need to remove yourself from your element. So really the best place to start something like a digital detox and to say, make resolutions about leaving that phone or iPod or whatever it is behind. Is when you leave your element when you're on vacation and distracted and not in your normal program of life
1: do you think we'll see etiquette rules pop up and we already of course have at various golf courses for example around um, you know are banning cell phones on the golf course or the tennis courts or wherever it is I'm sure there must be some restaurants that ban cell phones I haven't actually been to one myself yet but do you think we'll begin to see that? Is, is, uh, is there going to be a time when rules and regulations and policy come into play?
2: Barry's deli on Franklin in Chicago. If your cell phone rings, rings. The owner throws you out. <laughs> so I think we already are seeing that, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's inevitable.
0: Yeah. And it's packed. So it's not like it's not getting business. I mean, the restaurant is packed. You will see a line out the door. It, it basically is a sandwich shop. And people, that, and it's in the middle of downtown Chicago. So it's in the loop, very busy. You know, hustle, bustle, digital everything. You walk in there, boom, no cell phones.
1: Do you think there's some element of it being louder in there and more conversive and a funner place to be and people actually talk to you? And it, I mean, it, 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 is he building a brand out of that vibe and that atmosphere?
0: Absolutely. I mean, like th- I just said, the line goes out the door. So when you walk in there, it's a different mindset. You're not going to be on your phone. You're not going to be texting. You're going to be engaged in conversation. Um, when someone's cell phone goes off, people cheer to get them kicked out. I mean, it's really funny so so I do feel that uh, that it creates a, a completely different environment, much more engaging and conversational.
1: do you think that yep do you think that that we could start a cult right here on this show that suggested you would make a statement to a friend or a colleague or a loved one you're talking to that said? I value you, so I'm turning off my phone so I can focus on our conversation together.
2: Definitely try. I think that this is definitely a, a powerful addiction, and I, I absolutely applaud the, the effort to do so. It, it feels like this is needs to be approached from a gradualist perspective. I think people need to realize, especially because this is not something that you know, it, it is relaxing. It's something that really charges you up and, and has adverse effects on you. People need to gradually realize that if they put their phone away for an hour, then two hours, three hours at a time. I mean, dinner at your friends is, is a perfect example. I got through that. <laughs> I didn't die.
0: It's kind of a cult already itself. So in Italy, uh, in 1989, they launched the slow food movement, right? So this was uh, a pushback against fast food. And it's now kind of expanded itself to include slow travel, slow living, slow parenting, slow gardening, and so this slow thinking uh, it is something that um, people are drawn to because it takes the pressure off to you know uh, have everything go so move so quickly. So I don't know if it's it's a cult, but I mean it's something that started in 1989 as slow food, and now it's kind of turned into a slow movement. So. I'm all about jumping on the slow movement bandwagon myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Count me in as well. And on the opposite of that extreme, what about a time where, say, you're with a group of friends and you decide as a group, okay, once an hour for five or ten minutes, we're going to not only check our cell phones and our emails and our messages, but we're going to then report back to one another in a communicative way what we discovered in our five or ten-minute break. What's -hmm. your take on that?
0: I, uh, I I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's really important to um, have that community with each other in those conversations to let everyone know that they're not crazy in feeling how they're feeling. Right. So um, often going back to that digital com- or that detox component of it, it's how people feel when they don't have their technology in front of them. And to get that conversation out in the open with friends, to be like, wow, that was driving me nuts, and I couldn't handle that, and oh my gosh. Um, to hear other people are feeling that way, there's comfort in that, in knowing that, okay, we can go through this process together, right?
1: It, it uh, Exactly. <clears throat> Do you think that this inward dependence on, on, uh, on what's next and, and that pulse, the digital pulse... Is is shaping our personalities in really bad ways, communication particularly. I,
0: I think that I do a lot of work with emotional intelligence with my clients and um, and working with leaders in Fortune you know 500 companies, and what what digital uh, is is creating. Is a, a lack of understanding that um, how to read an individual's emotional intelligence. So, so I do feel that there is uh, grave danger in in not being able to uh, get a sense and a better understanding in social interactions when you're when you're you know negotiating a deal, for example. Uh, you know, how to go about negotiating that and evaluating a person on their, um, their physical movements, their, the intonation of their voice, the eye contact, things like that. So emotional intelligence really, um, really is an area that I feel is being neglected because of the digital day.
1: Tell us a little bit about how to get a hold of you folks and what kind of opportunities you'd like to connect with people. Of course, they can't use their uh, they can't use their digital life to connect with you. I understand that. should, should they should they hand write letters to you? Tell us how. <laughs> <huh>?
0: <laughs> well, put it this way: uh, we we have a great balance of um, of leveraging the digital world and also just in, enjoying you know life without without digital equipment. So they we are on social media. They can. Um, find us on Facebook. We have a Radical Sabbatical Facebook page, and that is fantastic for everyone who wants updates on what's going on with the Hollywood treatment, the movie, and the pilot. Uh, you can also find us uh, at lifeleapsprogram.com. That's the website there. Our book is on Kindle, and on Amazon, in Barnes & Noble, and, uh, I think that's kind of it. Oh, we have a, we have a column called Radical Statical with Psychology Today, uh, in which if you want tips on how to detox yourself, the purpose of Radical Statical column is to help overworked professionals, uh, redefine, uh, success for themselves and, and really be leading a life that is fulfilling and following their passions as opposed to getting bogged down in the day to day.
1: I really love the work you're doing Laura and Glenn. Thanks so much for being on the show today.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: I think we lost Glenn, but I'm sure he says uh, I'm sure he says a uh, goodbye to us all.
0: <laughs> I think I think you're right. I think that did happen.
1: No, so, he didn't, he didn't uh, text you though. He didn't text you to say goodbye, did he? I just wanted to double check on
0: him. <laughs> he did not.
1: No. All right. He did
0: not. That, he, he's that, doing he, a digital detox right in the middle of this. Exactly.
1: He, you know, he. Yeah, I think he went back to to the meditation. He he, he, he jumped. He jumped right back into meditation. I think because it was even talking on the phone was too much for him.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, you have a wonderful vacation. I hope that you are very mindful about. Uh, Spending a day
1: uh, detoxing yourself. I, I not only a day, but really a bulk of the trip. That's the beauty.
0: Oh, good, uh, good. The, the, the That's one thing, like, it's tough. funny.
1: After I after I heard uh, Ariana uh, speak, I came back and I told my wife, "Honey, this is it. Let's let's uh, let's really put this to work. You know, no no phones, no anything in the bedroom. What do you think?" She's like, "Are you out of your mind?" <laughs> <laughs> She like me is a workaholic and, and literally needs alarms set and, and in tune with what's happening perpetually. It's just awful. But when we go to Europe, which we try to do once a year, uh, or somewhere adventurous, uh, much like you and, and your travels, um, you know, we we shut down, we 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 tune out, and we just enjoy one another. That's really the beauty. I think that to not have that in our lives would just be awful.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So. Uh, well, but, enjoy.
1: Yes, yes. Well, so listen. We'd love to d- think hard about uh, having having you, you know, come back to the show sometime in the future when you solve this problem of how to quickly get us out of the rut we're in. Do you think? <laughs> would, you know, I- is it going to be some baby steps? Are we are we gonna we gonna be able to move ourselves out of this giant wave coming at us? Do you think, Laura?
0: I I believe yes. I I'm always a, a glass-half-full woman, so I, I do believe, and I believe that uh, we already, as, as a society, are making strides in that direction. I mean, I'll give you an example. I, I'm yep. going to speak uh, for a, a very uh, large consulting firm, and uh, it is all about Radical Sabbatical because they are now providing sabbaticals for their employees. And I'm not talking a week sabbatical. I'm talking two months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are really understanding the value of stepping away from, from the chaos that that consumes us. And uh, and they're asking me to come and speak about it, you know. So that to me is, is the right direction. And the fact that Google is, you know, creating mindfulness training. And um, I was asked to go and speak... Um, to, uh, universities like uh, law schools and talking about, uh, mindfulness or for law students because it, it can be really chaotic when you're, you know, in the throes of getting your law degree and, and how it's important to, to step away and, and unwind and, and detox. So I do see it happening. I think that it is, as you said, uh, Byron is baby stuff. So... But we're we're making strides. We are absolutely making strides.
1: I hope so. Here's what's perhaps an interesting uh, add into this conversation. Have you ever really analyzed, Laura, the garbage that we read out there on Facebook and Twitter and Mm -hmm. LinkedIn? I mean, it is mindless garbage. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. And and the fact that we put value on it is remarkable Mm -hmm. to me. And, you know, and I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, calling us, you know, I'm talking to myself here as I sit here and talk, but maybe that would be very interesting for people to understand, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in general, user generated content sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. You know, 80, 90% of it is worthless. It doesn't stimulate your mind. You know, it doesn't add any value to your life. This is the problem. You know, sure, our habits are one thing. But we've, we've trained our minds to think that there's value in the garbage we're reading. That's the real root of the problem, in my opinion. What's your take on that?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I I can I, I would take it a step further. I feel that there is a lot of uh, programming on television that uh, is not of any value, really, and we're just taking that in as well. And um, you know what? We were actually uh contacted to do a reality television show for radical sabbatical and we turned it down because I I was not comfortable with what they were going to how they were going to convey the story and how they were going to set it up and so forth and and I really, you know, want our message to be crystal clear that, you know, they're, we're not we're not here to create more chaos in, in what you're viewing or what you're reading. We're we're here to to help you be more fulfilled and and you know bring things into your life that are of value, and so that's why I I take it a step further and say it's also intelligence that we're watching.
1: You're spot on, like love how you how you took yeah. that much further. One thing that I, I, I want to suggest might be some good news in the end of the end of the day and that is take a look at the content problem i was just describing how a lot of it really sucks um you know when you're on facebook and you like things isn't that good digital information that we're telling this user generated content pool can't we use data to find more things that i like that will fill my brain with things that i that i am interested in can't we can't the digital revolution in itself solve the problem, and, and, uh, and, and bring me better information because of what I read and what I study, much like Google does algorithmically with search results, you know, surface the best out of the top. But the next step is to confine that to say, hey, Byron, we found some stuff today that's pretty good, but here's the deal. You only need to spend 30 minutes on this top because it's not going to help your brain get much better. It's only worth 30 minutes of your time. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be unbelievable?
0: Yes, it would. and i I am hopeful that it's going to continue down that direction because you know the way the way it's set up now is uh, based on your your desires and you know how you're searching things on Google and and putting stuff out on Facebook, they are tracking all of that. so uh, if if we can get companies and and individuals to to fashion it in a way that's for the greater good and of value, then, then we're moving in the right
1: direction. Laura, just great to have you on the show today. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. Enjoy your vacation.
1: <laughs> yeah, you keep your coming back to that detox.
0: I, I know you because you, you just you should just join my
1: wife and I, Laura. You're welcome to join us.
0: Well, but the thing is, is when when we got on this call, George told me he hadn't taken a vacation since 2006 or something like that, and and <laughs> that, I use that a lot. I, Don't there, be fooled.
1: Don't be fooled. Jorge is out. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Don't be fooled. Conferences traveling the world with webmaster It's the life of luxury, I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> well there, there <laughs> Um there's an article that uh, that we wrote for psychology today. Uh, and it was based off of me meeting with clients back in the fall of last year saying, I don't have time to take vacation. I don't have time to take vacation, and it just dawned on me, wow, these people are really choosing not to take vacation. So we wrote this article. It went viral. It, uh, it was all over Twitter. It's, it's kind of a snarky article on you know, why, you know, five reasons not to take your vacation by the end of the year, and you, you should check it out. You should, you should go read it. Again, it's snarky, and it's kind of like, okay, guys, probably want to take your vacation. But that's why I keep going back to vacation, because so many people just aren't taking it. And and that's how you create the connections that you're talking about, uh, where you're going to spend time with your wife and just enjoy Mm -hmm. and connect. And it's a beautiful thing.
1: It's funny. When I I do travel, I come back to the office, and it drives my employees nuts because I have about... 30 or 50 ideas that I think are are absolutely imperative for the business that I drop on everybody. And you know what? They're infused by travel, by seeing different Mm -hmm. things, by reading, picking up random magazines and reading them. And, you know, we just don't do that. We get in these routines of life. It's just so awful. And uh, and, and frankly, it stifles our ability to think creatively. It certainly
0: does.
1: The book is Radical <clears throat> Sabbatical, <clears throat> A Hilarious Journey from a Stifling Rut to a Life Without Boundaries. Uh, thank you so much for writing the book and once again for being a guest on the show today, Laura.
0: Thank you so much. Right for on. having
1: me. And I really enjoy Glenn being here as well. Please pass that along to them. Until next week, everybody, I hope your life is much smarter, faster, wiser, and better. Thanks to Laura and Glenn. Hope you can move out of the, the digital revolution and back into reality that you you loved one day. I'm sure I'm certain of it. Thanks again, everyone. See you next week.